to the Humanity Church Podcast, a place where meaningful conversations around living by faith, being known by love, and becoming a voice of hope are shared with the world every week. We hope that you enjoy this podcast and will join us live on Sundays at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, online or at the historic Fox Theater in beautiful downtown Pomona. We also host humanity groups that meet all throughout the city and online to continue the conversation and support you in your ongoing spiritual journey. Find one near you by visiting humanitychurch.com. If you would like to financially support this podcast or the ongoing work at Humanity Church, you can text any donation amount to 84321 and give directly from your phone. Now, here's this week's podcast. How many of you guys would consider yourself fearless people? I, so, okay, here's the thing. I'm with you. I'm with you. I... um. I definitely do not consider myself a fearless person. Uh, not on any <laughs> planet do I consider myself a fearless person. And as I was thinking about, like, what, what does it mean to me? Like, who do I think is fearless uh, people in my life? I think I normally use this term to talk about children. Like, I remember for my first, my oldest son, I would have told you at some point that he was a fearless kid because he was the kind of kid who would jump into the deep end of the pool even though he didn't know how to swim. And he would like, you know, run after a ball. Uh, he would do kinds of things like that. And I was like, this kid's fearless. And as he grew up and he got hit in the face with a soccer ball and uh, in the ribs with a baseball. And then I noticed when he was playing football, he didn't want to raise his hands all the way because he, he understood fear. He understood what it felt like to get hit in the guts by the guy trying to kid him to the ground or what it feels like to get hit in the face with a ball. And he developed you, what I, as a mother, would say is a healthy sense of fear, right? I was like, good, I'm glad you have fear. Um, run with that. But I don't know that it's good, even though as a mom, I kind of wanted it in my kid. As I was growing up, I would say I can think of one person in my life that uh, I really experienced as being a fearless person. And this was a friend of mine that I met when I was 12 years old. I met her at, uh, at a church event at a retreat for teenagers, uh, and we were, well, you know, we were taken there by the youth leader or whatever, and, and when we got there, we were told uh, to pick a name out of the hat, and that person that you pick, they're like your secret buddy for the weekend, and you're supposed to do nice things for them and, and treat them special or whatever, but they should not know who you are. And we didn't, we weren't prepared for that activity, so you had to come up with stuff there. And uh, the first morning I wake up and uh, I have like this beautiful note with like a cup of hot chocolate prepared for me and nobody else has anything. And I'm thinking to myself, an adult picked me, right? One of the, the new worship pastor, the new uh, youth pastor, he picked me. He's trying to prove a point, right? So uh, things kept happening like that where I was actually getting like these amazing gifts. And I literally was like, it, for sure I am being like, supported by an adult. There's no way another 12 or 13-year-old is treating me this kindly. Especially because, like, if you know, like, the pecking order of kids at that age, it just so happened that in this, this wasn't my life experience across the board, but in this particular situation, I was kind of at the top of that pecking order. So I was like, I don't know. I thought for sure it was an adult. And then on the last night, you have to give, the gift gets given, and uh, then the person reveals themselves. And the gift that I received was a beautiful work of art that was made out of things found in the mountains. And it was um, a human figure. 
on a beautiful piece of bark with this banner that said, he died for you. And I'm like, wow. I mean, it was, it, you know, like we're on this church. We're like it was so personal and it was, it was, I don't know, insight. I don't know. It was just like all these things. And I'm like, for sure, it's this guy, this new pastor guy. And uh, who revealed themselves to be my secret buddy was this girl that I barely knew, didn't speak to all weekend, and pretty much didn't give the time of day. And um, I was like, dang, this girl is brave. Because to traipse that kind of water at 12 and 13 years old is a big deal for kids, right? She was like, I'm going to go all in. I'm going to be nice to this girl. And I was like, there's something different about this girl, and I like her. And honestly, she became my best friend, like my ride or die. The person who you like, I don't know. You know, you know the person in your life who you're like, this is the person who God created to be my best friend? That was her. And um, she was like that, though. She was like, take life by the horns. She was all in, go 100 miles an hour, full speed ahead, talk to anyone, tell you. She's the first person who ever told me you hurt my feelings. And I'm like, you're supposed to eat a cupcake and shove that down. What are you doing telling me that? But I was like, who trained you? But she was just like that, and it was captivating. And I followed her cautiously. Um, sometimes uh, I did stuff with her, and sometimes I just cheered her on from the sidelines. And she was, she was, uh, she just never seemed to be afraid. I don't know what, like, she played sports, but she was like the catcher. She sailed, but she, like, sailed the boat. She wasn't on the boat. She skied. I skied down like this. She skied down like this straight down. And I was just like, see you at the bottom. Uh, you know, but she was brave and she was courageous and she was strong and I was captivated by it. And um, as I was thinking about her and this topic, and I was, I was like, I don't know if she was fearless. So I looked up what is a fearless attitude. And it says this, to not be afraid to be afraid. And I was like, that's what she was. She had a fearless attitude. She was not afraid to be afraid. And that was the thing that made her seem fearless. And it was actually the thing that was so captivating about her, that she went anyway. And it was her way, like, through her whole life. It was her way through, um, when we were 16 years old, she was diagnosed with Hodgkin's disease, which is a lymphatic cancer. And... Uh, I was terrified. I was like, my best friend is going to die. And I, I don't know how she's going to handle it, and I for sure don't know how I'm going to handle it. I, was, I remember being captivated by fear, so much so that she had to go into the hospital for surgery at like, uh, L.A. Children's Hospital. And uh, I was too afraid to go visit her because I just didn't know what I'd see. And uh, my mom's like, you, you have to go visit her. So I drive myself down to that hospital, and I, um, I walk in the room, and she's like, what took you so long? She's like, I get out of here on Friday, and there's a concert playing in L.A., and you need to get us tickets. And I was like, oh, my God, I love you. Yes. Um, anyway, I'm sure she was afraid, though, right? And, um, but she was that way through her whole life, like I said. She had later in her life two open-heart surgeries, and she told me about those, like, well, i got to have a valve replaced. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Um, she had pancreatic cancer when she was in her 40s. And I remember the day she called me and she said, um, look, the doctor called me and he said, my body's not tolerating the chemo and I can't do it anymore. And I told him I'd try harder, but he told me there's no trying harder. 
So I'm not on the chemo anymore, so I booked a vacation to Jamaica. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you did. Of course you did. Um, and I'm sure, I, I'm sure. She told me that, by the way, in Chili's. <laughs> in Chili's. I'm like, I feel like this should have been a more dramatic moment. But anyway, um, I'm sure she was afraid in that moment because she was a human being. It would be weird not to be afraid. It would be strange, right? But she was not afraid of being afraid, and that made her brave. And it, it, she just didn't let the fear, like, eat her up from the inside. She didn't let it devour her. Um, and she, it, I believe it's because she was so practiced at just sitting in it. She was practiced at sitting in the fear and moving forward anyway and not, being, not trying to, like, run away from it or get it off her or get away from it. And I compare that to myself. And I compare that to a lot of people I know. And I look around and I see even people who love Jesus, who follow Jesus, that we're afraid. We're, we're afraid of, of taking a leap and we're afraid of standing still. We're afraid for our kids that they'll like be influenced by the wrong people or the world will eat them up or we're not going to have enough time for them. Or some of us are afraid of our kids. And so we don't tell them the things we need to tell them and we don't do what we need to do with them. And we don't help raise them up so they're capable in the world. And um, so we're afraid to speak up at work. We're afraid to ask for, for, for more money. We're afraid not to, I mean, we're just afraid of all these things. We're afraid to speak our minds, to share our dreams. We're afraid to tell people we've been hurt. We're afraid to say what we need so we keep tight circles so we don't have to like venture out into the craziness of the world. We're afraid of getting sick. The pandemic is like proof that we're all afraid, terrified of getting sick. But Matthew comes along and he tells us this. Do not be afraid of those who will kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. <laughs> Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside the Father's care. And ev even the hairs on your heads are numbered, so don't be afraid. You are worth more than sparrows. So these sparrows in this thing, they're worth... A penny, they're, they're literally worthless. Because, I mean, if you, like, a penny is worth nothing. And God has got them in his hand. He's got them covered. He's watching them. If they fall to the ground, he knows it. You, on the other hand, he knows every single hair on your head. I know for some of you, you might want to write a letter about how many hairs are on your head. But he knows. If there's only two, he knows. He knows every hair on your head. So how much more? Does he have you? How much more is he holding you? How valuable are you to him that he knows that about you? And look at, he's watching the cheapest, most insignificant things, like intently. And he's doing so much more for you. And so I'm not going to tell you you're not going to get cancer and you're not going to have heart surgery and you're not going to go blind and you're not going to lose your job and you're not going to... All those things are going to happen to you or they potentially will happen to you or other things will happen to you. Maybe your kids are going to struggle. Maybe you're going to struggle with your kids. I don't know. What I know is the world's not perfect and so those things are going to happen. But fear is not meant to take you out. That's not what fear is for. Fear is meant as an opportunity it's a way, it's a place where you can press in to the Father's love, where you can press in to a Father that knows who you are, knows how many hairs are on your head, knows what you need, knows how to supply what you need, and to find and identify all the ways that he's holding you and caring for you, all the ways he's got you. Fear is 
It's a tool to see how God has you in the messy messiness of life. And I think God's inviting us in this passage to have confidence in him. He's inviting us to look at him and say, where do you have me? Where is it okay for me to be afraid? Where can I be comfortable with this fear? To have knowledge that you're covered. Look, I'm a parent and I love my kids. And when I, trust me when I say I love my kids. I don't have the foggiest idea how many hairs are in their head. I know when they're on the bathroom floor. But I don't know how many are on their head. But, and I, I don't have the ability. I really don't. I have tried. I cannot rescue them from the things that life brings. I don't, and I have tried. I'm not capable. I don't know how. But God does. He does know how. We have a father who can rescue. And he's saying to us, don't be afraid of these things, of the things of this world. Because the only thing to actually fear is to be separated from God. That's the only, if you're going to fear something, go all in on that. That's the only thing to actually fear, that you would not be connected to the Father. So this world, it's, I, it's a newsflash. I know you probably don't know this, but it's going to take your physical life. It is. It, it's not, none of us leave alive. But only God can judge and decide how what happens to us next, what's going on for us in, the, in our eternal life. And so he has no desire to condemn. He has no desire to leave you hanging. But you have to participate in that. You have to participate in that. Um, go back to that figure that my friend gave me that said he died for you. That's it. That's what's up. Maybe that's why it was so touching to me because I was like, this is really probably the only thing that matters is that I have a God who sent his son to die for me. So the rest of it, I might be afraid of it, but it's covered. It's taken care of. And um, that's just, it's the whole deal. And God's desire is to redeem and save you. That's all he's up to. He's not up to anything different. He's not trying to make you feel bad. None of those things. He knows each sparrow. He knows the hair on, hairs on your head. And he's not going to let you get snatched up. You could choose that, I guess, but he's not about it. And definitely, there are things in life that shake your confidence. I'm not going to lie to you about that. And hopefully, it's just for a moment. Hopefully, it's temporary. But those things should not, you, I, I don't want to say should because I hate that word. But like, don't let them steal your faith. Don't let them rock your boat. Don't let them knock you off your access. <laughs> Is that funny? <laughs> uh, because they can't steal your inheritance. They don't have the ability to steal your inheritance. So it's like, how do we keep fear at bay? Because that's the question, right? How do, we, how do we come up against it? And I would say that it's by having this confidence that God's at work in your life for you, for your good, for your betterment, for your advancement, um, that he's bringing things back to perfection. That's what he's about. He's trying to bring it back all the time. And he sent his son to give us that confidence, to show us a physical Thing that we can look to and we can be like, yes, this is proof that he's about this. Um, it, to show us, it's really to show us what love is like, what love is about. I mean, I think if you ask any parent, they would tell you they would die for their child. I don't know if they really would. But God did. He really would. So this morning, I'm not sure how you feel about God. I'm not sure how connected you are to God. I'm not sure if, if you know Jesus died for you. If, if he... Um, 
if you, if you believe that he cares about you more than the sparrows, but, but may, or maybe you're like, I know God, but I just can't shake fear. I don't know why. It, it invades my body. It gets in my space. It gets in my, this morning, I was like, my whole body is like tight, and I don't know why. And, um, but it happens to us, right? And I think God wants to meet you in that. He wants to meet you in those times, and he does actually want to release you. He wants to lead you into abundant life, and he wants to give you a fearless attitude. He wants to create in you a space where you can be in fear and be okay with it and move forward and keep going and keep pursuing life. Um, but you have to respond. You have to respond. Even followers have fear. We have to respond. I, I want to encourage you that the way to know this, th these things about God is in a deeper connection to be connected to him, to have an, a relationship with him where you're talking to him, you're hearing from him, and you're letting him inform you. Um, it, will, it will alleviate some of your fear. It will make you braver. It will help you be less afraid as you go on. I mean, it's not going to be a one and done. You're not going to just wake up one day and be like, oh, my gosh, I'm amazingly fearless. But it's a two-way street, right? you got to give and take, and you got to be available. And I, it's funny because I was thinking, like, um, if I am in my house and I'm in my bedroom with the door shut and I'm terrified. I'm terrified. And my husband is in the living room and he's there and he's willing to comfort me and he's willing to be there with me and he's willing to save me and I never open the door. Is he still there? He is. Do I know it? I don't know it unless I go out there. And so I just want to encourage you today that to be comforted by God, you have to show up to the relationship. You have to show up, and you've got to participate in the relationship with him. He's, he's actually a gentleman. He's not going to save you if you don't want it. And so I just want to encourage you this morning that God is actively wanting to be in relationship with you, actively wanting to give you a fearless attitude, actively wanting to show you that he's got you in all these areas of your life, but you do have to show up. You've got to show up, and you've got to talk to him. You've got to listen to him. And you got to be part of the conversation. Thank you for joining us for this week's podcast. We hope that it was a meaningful experience and look forward to having you listen in next week for another conversation from the heart and soul of Humanity Church. You can find more information about our community at www.humanitychurch.com.